0: Welcome, everyone, to That Kind Nerd's coverage of Game of Thrones. I am CJ Mellon, joined, of course, by Josh Burns and Brian Thornton. (laughs) Jackaris! We're going to be talking about Season 7, Episode 4. This is obviously your spoiler warning, so if you haven't watched the episode, what's wrong with you? It leaked online earlier. You should have watched this, like, twice before it aired. Brian just set the whole episode on fire. (laughs) So let's start with uh, a couple of the reunions and the uh, just the wonderful scenes that happened nope. at Winterfell. Nope. nope. There no reunions.
1: Start at King's Landing because we were only there for five minutes.
0: What do we do in King's Landing? Uh,
1: in, well, I think what's interesting is heading King's Landing. Cersei meets with uh, Mycroft Holmes there, and
0: <laughs> they of the talk- Iron Bank. Yes, they,
1: they talk for a few minutes, and and Cersei is at this point she's assuming I already have the gold to pay my debts. You're paid off in full, right? You're good. We're mint. And we've won the war. Nothing Your money, baby. Nothing to worry about. We're, 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 we're bank. Um, uh, You know, at this point, I have no use for you. And now Mycroft Holmes is like, well, there must be things that you want to finance. And she's like, right. well, there might be
0: some things down the road. I don't really need you. It's like when, when you pay off your credit card, your company is like, hey, we'll raise your credit limit and right. you can buy a whole bunch of other stuff. Right. And you're just like, right. yeah, and, no, and I, it you're took seeing, me a long time to get out of this debt. So I'll, y- like you're I seeing, you seeing the
1: scumbaggery happening <laughs> and you're going oh, something is not going to go the way you want it to go. Something I'm not sure what yet. Right, more to come later. Something is not going to go the way you want it to go.
0: I, I will say this though: when you're looking at Cersei as a ruler, um, if in episode like I think seven of of the first season, you've got everyone down in King's Landing saying, "Man, we all owe money to the Iron Bank. We are in some serious debt. The Lannisters have to pay you up. This is, I mean, we're never going to pay this off." And here's Cersei going, "Hey, we we paid it all off. You're welcome." Check. Right, well, we, check. We, uh,
1: we killed the Tyrell house and stole all the gold in Highgarden. Yeah, so like, you
0: gotta be, like, so the, the people in Highgarden hate her. But at the same time, like, she's, she, listen, she's balancing the One budget. people at Highgarden. There are no more people. They're That's all dead. True. And and the
1: ones that are left are going to be slaves. And but a lot of
0: people in King's Landing, you know, obviously uh, are dead and, uh, you know, don't like her as well. Right. But She murdered all of Fleabottom and the Sept of Baylor, So it's really just the Highborn <laughs> that are left. Right. And it's listen, all her people to begin with. Balance budget. The art program is is flourishing. They they just painted a whole atlas on the floor. I mean, what more could you yes, ask entire, for? for all of the liberal arts in King's Landing, perfectly fine. Perfectly I'm fine. sure those those actors are still floating <laughs> the,
1: around. The first things that get slashed are not being slashed. Everybody's happy.
0: <laughs> Theater is booming. <laughs> <laughs> There's still field hockey happening. Everything's fine. Anyway. So, yeah, I mean, you're right. Not a whole lot happened in King's Landing. But at the same time, hey, you know, we get to see more Minecraft homes. No, but in in retrospect, right, we were in King's Landing
1: for just a few minutes, and she was like, she could not have been more fucking smug, right? So what we're going to talk about later gave me so much satisfaction, that I can't wait to see her throw like a total temper tantrum next episode, because that's what's coming. Is L-
0: literally heads are going to roll.
1: Cersei's temper tantrum is coming. I cannot wait to see it because she's going to be such a baby back bitch about this.
0: Could you imagine? I mean, what Joffrey's just like I'm bored on a Wednesday look like, which involves shooting you know prostitutes with with crossbows. <laughs> I can only imagine what Cersei's temper tantrum is going to be when she's like oh i just i really okay this is great yep gonna be poking babies with hot sticks or something (laughs) like
1: fire you know what i mean It's it's gonna be ugly but that's that was we were only there for a minute and we're gonna revisit why she's so pissed off but i i think we should probably
0: talk about winterfell because that's what made me super happy. So there's <laughs> okay. What made you super happy about the events going down in Winterfell? Everything with Arya. Arya forever and Arya. Arya.
1: Arya. Arya.
2: Arya.
0: She's all awesome. day long. Love her. Arya.
1: Like her. Her coming back and taking control at the gate. Right. Look, I'm, I'm getting in one way or the other. Like, I guess you can tell her you turn me away, but when I
0: turn out to be who I say I am, that's going to be a problem for you, right? Someone said the, there's a great analogy. Those two guards are like people who just started watching Game of Thrones and haven't <laughs> seen the previous seasons. <laughs> oh, you know, Macer. No, that Macer. I don't know who that guy is. There's there's this Macer here now. Oh, what about this person? Yeah, no, that person's dead. We've never heard talking. of a Roderick. <laughs> yeah, like, what, what, what are you talking about? They're new people who just started watching Game of Thrones and had to guard the gate to Winterfell
1: so good so good and then my my absolute favorite part of the episode was Arya going to Brienne and saying I haven't trained for a while like right can we can can I train with you well you can't use that well uh, look I promise I won't cut you and and Brienne's <laughs> like what? We cut me. I'm using a long sword. You're using a little twig. Like what what's going to happen? And then she hands Brienne her ass for the first time in this show like yep. we've never seen Brienne lose like that and Maybe she to a lost bear that's about it she lost handily and 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 often in that in that training <laughs> session with like with aria am oh, sorry with sansa standing above watching going oh that's not my little sister at all is it
0: i liked that i liked that fact that it really was a way for aria to show sansa listen because they didn't talk about their journey right i Everyone didn't like wanted that them at to all like, rehash everything All i thought was a great way for already to say listen i'm not your little sister no anymore. you're right and and from
1: uh from a striking out on your own it is they the only the only conversation they had was that kind of it, and it was like uh it was put into a meme right it was like or like somebody tweeted about it like how's your life been shit how's yours been shit in other news brand's fucking crazy now
0: right <laughs> <laughs> so there's true, so there's we
1: got that going for us but like I don't know, man, like, don't don't you think that that, that scene and, and Sansa sort of walk is almost storming off in the same way that she used to when she was a little girl where like Arya doesn't have to conform to all the social conventions and can do what she wants and can be who she wants to be. Don't you think that drives a wedge? Between them, I
0: think it. I think it's a stark reminder. No pun intended. Oh, I see what you did there. A stark reminder. The the Ned Stark reminder. Sansa still is alone. Right. That that she still very much alone. Yes. Bear this world by herself, and even though her brother's back, he's not Bran at all. No, he's a weird ass. Even though Arya's back, you know, she's she's changed drastically. Uh, John's away and all her uh, rest of her family is dead and, and she's still just stuck with Littlefinger. Right. And and it's that sad realization that you're just like, hey, I'm surrounded by everyone I wanted to see, and I've never been so alone. And it's it's a kind of a sad thing. Brian, what do you think about that that relationship? What what do you think about what's going on with them?
2: No, I I loved this episode. I loved everything with Arya. Um I I I think Sansa's a little, a tad bit jealous. I don't see that uh, reading read that as. All right, let's say I don't read that as uh, you know that she's you know super lonely or anything. I just read that as you know everybody got kind of like it's a shitty situation, but everybody kind of got what they wanted in the end. Like Arya right, right. wanted to be, didn't want to like be in social conformity. She didn't. She didn't want to be a lady, and she wanted to be a fighter, and she is um you know bran always wanted to be more than what he was and you know yep. and john is now you know not really a bastard everybody's kind of taking him in well but but sansa but wanted to sansa, be the lady of a house right she wanted to be a queen and she was but that's my Surprise. but that's my point now sansa has what she wants and she's not happy about
0: it but I, but I, I disagree because bran didn't want to be the guy stuck in the wheelchairs of three i Raven. he wanted to be a warrior
1: uh he wanted to fly
0: no he, he always wanted to fly, wanted to fly. Yeah, so I, I, I get I, what I'm saying.
1: At, at, oh, yeah. le- at the All very right, right, least, right. metaphorically, I get it. But, CJ, I don't disagree with your perspective. I do think that Sansa is alone in the world. I do think that when she saw John, she was hoping for a reunion, even though she treated him like shit, right? She right. was hoping for a reunion, and he turned out to be a better ruler than she. When she saw Bran, she was hoping for her little brother, and she got the three-eyed raven. And when she saw Arya, she was hoping for a little sister, and she got a dancing master. So we've she's got problems in that she is alone. She's as alone as she's always been, and we're going to see which way she turns.
0: There, there there, are two other things in the, the Winterfell scene surrounding just... The the kids and we'll we'll get to whole Littlefinger and and, and uh, Brandon in Brandon a minute. There's a uh, the moment where they are doing. Um the, the fight right when Arya is is challenging uh, Brienne of Tarth. Can we just can we just talk about the fact that Arya is like smiling the entire time? Oh, yeah, so, so I think it. So that. she's walking through Winterfell and this is the first time she's been back since they left and went to King's Landing. This is the first time she's been back and she's just remembering all the times of their family. She's remembering all the the people that used to live there and she's just walking through it. It's like going to your high school after you haven't been there in a long she time was and just she kind was of 10, remembering right? everything.
1: She was 10 when they left. I believe so. Yeah. Like 10, 11 years old. And, and now she's essentially a woman. Um, but not only that, she's also no one, which is interesting. And she she was sort of just, she knew exactly what she was going to do the whole time. There was no hesitation. There was no lack of confidence. And it was in every scene that she is, she feels at home. This is her place. And it was never more apparent than in that battle with Brienne, where, I mean, Brienne didn't even get close. Like she didn't even sniff a wound. There was no striking happening, and right, yeah was no,
0: absolutely brilliant. And you just well, you got to wonder: she, like, Did she like knock her down? And she did the whole like Eddie Gordo from Tekken, right? You know, like, she, rebound? she yeah,
1: she mashed all the buttons at once and did like a a crazy uh, a crazy flip up again. It was just, you know, I. I was thrilled with the battle. I thought it was a a fantastic one-on-one.
0: I hate to be... So now I get to be the guy, since Craig isn't here, to throw out your crazy conspiracy theories and and all your wild cards. Uh, There's a a moment here that is everyone's alleging is a a tip of the hat and really going no further, that during the battle between uh, Brienne and Arya, in the background, when they're first just talking to each other, uh, when you cut to Brienne, there's a woman wearing a blue uh, lawn dress and has red hair, just bright red hair walking in the background. And people are saying, Hey, maybe that's uh, finally a nod to, to Lady Stoneheart, uh, which is, uh, if you haven't been paying attention is the, the death of Catelyn is Catlin Stark, uh, coming back and people are just saying, maybe it's just them acknowledging that this character is in the books and not in the show. And they just are just saying, Hey, what's up?
1: So I don't, I don't hate your, th- I don't hate your theory. Um, I don't hate hearing it. However, Lady Stoneheart never made it back to Winterfell. She was she essentially led the um, mm-hmm. brothers without banners in the right. books.
0: And, and so and I, I think they're just saying, "Hey, we acknowledge that this is the thing. We're not going to do it in this show, but if we're going to just, you know, tip of the hat Easter egg, it's like the Pixar ball and the lamping in the Pixar movies. It's not actually part of the movie. It's just." If you're a fan, you're going, hey, I know that's a Lexo lamp. You know, it's I just one know, of those uh, things. Brian, thoughts there? I know nothing about the books. I didn't see that lady in the screen because I was too busy talk- looking at Arya be a badass. Well I, well, I will do this. I will include a, a link to an article and some some videos in, in the show notes. so You can go ahead and see that and just see, see for yourself. See what you guys think, you know, actually happened there. If it's just a background worker who happens to have red hair uh, or if it's a. Maybe it's the lighting line. person don't get in my fucking dude. shot! all right <laughs> you just you just sit here
2: going La-di-da-di-da. all right all right <laughs> all so right? What, do we,
1: what do we think what do we think i'm curious to hear what you guys think about the interaction between little finger and bran jesus I is this loaded it.
0: or what it really was loaded because this this is this is his attempt to under so it, just like he said when there's a power vacuum, someone obviously has to to take the place, and this is his strategy to maybe say, "I'll totally get Jon Snow dead." Uh, he's this, not this- he's
1: not for anyone, he's not against anyone, or he's for everyone and against everyone, and that's what he's going to do. So he's tr- he's propositioning Bran as if Bran is still Brandon Stark, right? So th- the thing about this conversation is this is the first time outside of. Ned Stark, we really see Littlefinger sort of misjudge his his target, right? He he really misjudged his prey, so to speak. And he thought he was going to be able to spin Bran into the Lord of Winterfell sort of thing. And, and Bran is like, well, but, but I'm the three-eyed raven, right? And, and the thing with the dagger... And the, the, you know, do you know who this belongs to? Clearly it was his and it belonged to the guy who came to kill him. And it's interesting, blah, blah, blah. That's all fine. But none of this phases Littlefinger. He starts talking about all this chaos. And Bran says chaos is a ladder. And you almost see Littlefinger vomit. <laughs> just just a little bit. A little bit. And just in his mouth. Holds in his mouth. In his mouth. Yep. And and because he said Littlefinger said that to Varys in what uh, but Brian season three?
2: Season three, yeah.
1: Right, which is one of those like they were meeting in the red keep secretly. If yeah, I if I recall their- if I recall the scene, they were they were together and, and Varys is telling him, Oh, this is all chaos and, and 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 Littlefinger says, Well, chaos is a ladder. We climb the ladder.
2: Well, here, I'll I'll give you the exact quote. So it's from seasons. It's from uh, an episode in season three called The Climb. Varys is, is, is talking about chaos, and he says, uh, chaos is a pit, to which Littlefinger responds, chaos isn't a pit, chaos is a ladder. Many who try to climb it fall, I'm uh, sorry, fail, and never get to try again. The fall breaks them, and some are given a chance to climb, but they refuse. They cling to the realm or the gods or love illusions. Only the ladder is real. The climb is all there is. Which, pretty much saying, you know, Littlefinger, it's that I'm in it for me mentality. I'm going to use all this freaking chaos and craziness to get what's mine and get, get to the top of this ladder. But Bran could never have known that. Like, Bran wouldn't have known that conversation because it was one of their little secret meetings. The, the the craziest thing I think I saw
1: online, not craziest, but the one of the more humorous things I saw online was uh, like a, a parallel to you know, Littlefinger realizes that brand can see his browser history (laughs) yes i saw that as well (laughs) and that That but that's that's kind of what it is how does this
0: kid know it's like you read your text and you're just like
1: how the hell do you what i said to this other dude a bunch of years ago and that's kind of crazy so this whole the, the whole scene that played out in winterfell there's Man, there's a lot of stuff hinging on. Like, I don't know where Sansa's gonna go. I feel confident in everything Arya does all the time because
0: she's just awesome. Right? <laughs> I, I will say this, though. There was one thing that was uh, just a glimmer of hope, and maybe George R. R. Martin just decided, hey, I don't feel like killing anybody today was uh, when Mira said goodbye to Brandon. She came into the room right after the, the little finger exchange. And she's obviously just kind of waiting for him to be like, no, don't go. I love you. And he's all just like, yeah, I remember what it was like to be Brandon Stark, but. I remember so much else now. So, okay, bye. Like cold robotic just Well, shut her and jo- down. her and Jora are going to get to hang out in Palcatraz together.
2: <laughs> what? Did you say Palcatraz? I said Palcatraz.
1: Is that like the friend zone
2: forever? It is the friend zone forever. Yes.
1: Palcatraz. I'm going to remember that. <laughs> That's good stuff. I, I I don't have Look, I don't think Winterfell could have been done any better. Yeah. Right. And and even though it sort of developed slowly, th- guys, this entire episode was. This was like, the shortest episode of Game of Thrones, by the way. I know, but it was like the it whole feel thing was like heart pounding, right? Yeah. Every, every it seems like every scene had this excitement to it, and I think probably you know, or at least for me, maybe sort of the most subdued stuff was Dragonstone. Like,
0: yeah, I love that. It's it's the. It's the, uh, the 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 torchlit tour of a cave and and an art show at the end of the deal, uh, and and having that meeting between Danny and and John, I thought that was interesting. Right,
1: spot. like you. Okay, so look, here's pictures of the first men, and and here's pictures of the White Walkers, and that proves that I know what I'm talking about. And 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 I'm kind of like going, didn't like Danny? Isn't Danny thinking, bitch? I left you down here for three days. You could have put that shit there. <laughs> No, I
2: don't
0: John's just scrambling to hide the chalk, <laughs> no, I have right. a certificate of authenticity. I don't know what you're talking about it's right right, here. right. this is
1: when i when I saw it on eBay, it had a picture of the certificate, and clearly <laughs> I didn't do it it was the it was I, that, the first men
0: that was that was definitely not my thought. I mean she did buy it hook on the singer no questions asked yeah, she did, but this was the
1: this was the only part of the show that I kind of went that's nah, hokey,
2: Thank like you guys are missing the point of that scene.
1: You mean that they're
2: attracted to each other? No. What's the no. point? Well,
0: they are trying to
1: do each other, in case anyone was wondering.
2: So, here here's what I've got via reading stuff and talking to people. You remember back in like season I don't know, 4 or 5 where uh John is out in in the wilderness and he first finds the, the wildlings and he meets the the uh leader of the wildlings, the king of the wildlings, Mance Raider. Mance Raider. Mance Raider, and they're they're trying to, you know, He's trying to convince him to join up and join with Castle Black and everything. He says the exact words that Danny says to John in that cave about bending the knee. Says uh, to the the effect of um, your people will follow you no matter what. Is it really worth their lives uh, for your pride? Isn't that what John said to Mance? That's exactly what John said to Mance. And now Danny is saying it to John because John refuses to bend the knee to Danny. Right. She said bend the knee and he said suck the knee. Right. But that's my point. That that was the point of that scene is that, you know, John's kind of going full circle and being very hypocritical. He burned Mance at the stake for not No, no, he doing didn't. He that. shot him through the heart to, for mercy. I get that. But he sentenced him. He sentenced well, him to that, though. He sentenced him to death. He sentenced him to death for this exact same thing. And now he's trying, he's on the other end of things and he won't, he won't let, he won't swallow his pride for the greater good now either. You don't see irony in that? Uh, I, I,
0: I appreciate, I appreciate what you're, what you're, what you're getting at. I did not pick up on that at all. So, I, I mean, like, it. it, it it's, it's the first time I'm hearing it. So I, the impact no, I, is in I
1: get it. I do. Um, I don't agree even though the language is the same i don't agree with uh with the meaning of it and i don't think that john should read any even though the words may ring out like she may as well say you know nothing john snow and i just don't think it's gonna mean the same thing
2: i'm just saying it's it's a it's a similar situation but now he's on the other side of the, the It's But equation. it's
1: not because his cause is more righteous. Like, and as it was before, right? He needed... You don't he, think Mance's cause was righteous at all? I think that ultimately John got done what needed to be done, which is uniting the people. Mance wanted that, I get it, but he wanted it a different way. Right? He wanted these people free, not... and And, you know, just whatever. Just tear down the wall type free. Um, John wasn't about that. He was about, we need to join forces. And, and Mance was, well, wildlings will not be ruled. False. They're all following John right now. Like as we speak. So clearly they will be ruled if they have a reason to follow. And I just think that no matter what Danny
2: says, John believes he's the one they should be following. Yeah. But that's the same thing with the people in the North though. They're going to follow John's lead no matter what. If John decides to bend the knee to Danny, they they will be pissed about it, but they will be okay with it eventually. But it's the wrong –
1: don't you think it's the wrong move? Like, at this point, she is not the one that – like, her war is not the most important war. Not right now.
2: I agree. I agree. But also, I mean, she said
0: she would help him if he would just bend the knee. So you're just saying, hey, listen, it's a small point. Just concede it, and then go fight your bigger, bigger war, and stop being a goddamn hypocrite. I, I, th-
2: I, I think, listen, when we started this, series,
1: you're you're saying that bending the knee is like mining dragon glass, and it's not a small thing.
2: That, I'm not saying
1: it's a small. That thing. That was a small thing.
2: But I'm saying, for I mean, listen, for the greater good, it's a small thing. And I, I'm I'm saying that at the beginning of the show, there was no king of the north. That started with Robb Stark. Why would the North be any pissed off that if we decided to just go back to having a warden in the North? Because it work out peop- just
0: fine before. Because most of the people who knew that
2: are dead. Right. I mean, and,
1: and the Wildlings don't want to ever serve a Southern ruler. That, that's actually the sticking point. Isn't necessarily the families of the North. It's the Wildlings. It's, it's the tens of thousands of people that have come over they they trust northerners a little bit they trust southerners not uh, not at all
2: no i'm sure captain redbeard will figure it out Tormund and giant's bane yeah
1: that's a guy, that guy captain redbeard is not after he, a, is he, not after a he
2: thing. gets with Brienne, he'll be okay with leading uh, with a southern ruler whatever who cares i'm just saying
0: there's a lot of callbacks to previous seasons in this episode and i don't think it's by mistake so then let's focus a little bit more on on the other part of the relationship between Danny and John. Danny is tearing into Tyrion about his strategies, even questioning his loyalty, and then she turns to John and asks and asked him what she should do. And just like he's a trusted advisor after they kind of had this repartee and again not bending the knee, uh, you know, I feel that Tyrion's not in in any kind of jeopardy with Danny, but I just thought it was an odd choice that Danny would now turn turn to to John and ask, you know, w- what should I do? What what options do I have? To to him, I thought it was just a very odd choice, but it's it's kind of speaking a little bit to the relationship that they're building. What do you guys think about that moment?
1: She's starting to respect John,
2: and and she's also down like three generals, so
0: right, <laughs> right. She needs a little bit of extra extra opinions. And then I like the fact they said if you use your dragons to melt castles and bird cities, uh, you're no different. You're just more of the same. And that's basically not what the people who chose to follow you wanted. They didn't want more of the same. Uh, and, and I think it kind of inspires her that, all right, you know, things need to be done a little differently. But just because we have this dragon doesn't mean we got to put it in a cage. Let's, let's go use this. And I think John really is responsible for some of the action that happens later on in the, uh, in the episode.
2: Yeah, I agree. John is responsible for the action in my pants <laughs> over that entire episode. <laughs> God.
0: Been waiting seven and a half years for that moment. It's totally worth it. So uh on the way to King's Landing, we got Jamie, we've got Bronn, we've got <laughs> I can't even say Dickon without uh Rickon? Dickon. <laughs>
2: Dickon.
0: Did you see the Funny meme that has shit a picture? I've ever seen. Had the picture uh,
2: there's the meme that had the picture of uh, Dickon on the left. And then it said, "I had a picture of uh, Theon. That's a dick off."
0: Oh, <laughs> we actually, <laughs> actually wait, wait,
1: wait. We totally missed that. Yeah, the moment where Theon Theon lands on the beach at Dragonstone. The poor man's going on like a, an abuse tour, like
0: an apology tour, and he's just and getting he's greeted
1: in. by Jon. And I'm going, "Oh my god, he's gonna fucking
0: kill him." My wife turns to me and she goes, "Oh, Jon's gonna kill him. Like, he has no sword." And she goes, "You think that's gonna stop him?" Nope. I was like, no, oh, that's a good point. Right.
1: And and I, I thought the meeting went very well. I thought it, it went as as well as it could possibly go for Theon. Uh, and I felt really good about how John handled it in the end. This was a were really well done scene by the writers because it wasn't a scene you really needed, but it was good to have it.
0: And I'm glad we had it. Is anyone feeling sorry? See, I thought that, that Theon would have this whole arc of redemption and he would uh, actually kind of get his life back on track. And I don't think that's possible for him anymore.
1: I think literally his you need to atone before you can be redeemed. I
0: yeah, I I don't think he's ever going to do that. I think Theon is just no, that's this stuck in this this fate. What's happening? He's this is his life.
1: He's going to keep living right and, and being faithful to the right people until they forgive him or he dies, at which point they'll forgive him. He's gonna sacrifice
2: himself to save somebody. Mm. That would be kind of lame. Mm. Yeah, I no, I that.
1: I agree. Maybe his sister. Maybe Probably Sansa save his sister. Yeah. Right? Maybe John's
0: sister. But, but somebody. Like that would not, that would not make me a happy person. I would. I, I don't, well, I don't the like writers that. don't give a shit what makes you happy. That's writers <laughs> don't give a shit what makes anybody happy, except for the one scene that we should actually talk about now. So let's talk about. We finally have this this battle at the Reach. We get Dothraki, we get dragons, we get someone loading a crossbow way too quickly, in my opinion. Uh, we get over twenty burning people on screen at the exact same time. By the way, just so you know, this is the most this is the most amount of people on fire for a television show in one scene ever. Where are you getting these statistics? <laughs> <laughs> that's that's thanks to the folks over at uh, Entertainment Weekly. But it is. This honestly is the the most amount of people on fire for a television show ever. History.
1: Listen, listen the the Rick on Dick on thing.
0: Hilarious,
1: actually. Like both Laura and I laughed out loud, Ch- like a <laughs> hearty chuckle, because that was really well done and like expertly delivered, masterfully whatever the word is. Expertly delivered, masterfully delivered. Fluggerförförfövet. Flugul flugulgorgor fl- gr- gr- <laughs> perfectly delivered. By Braun. It's so thing. good.
2: My, uh, I have a friend. He he loves Braun so much. I was talking to him about the show. He's like, I love that character. I get so nervous whenever he shows up on screen anymore because <laughs> he's like, I'm thinking this could be the last time I could see him. Because I'm like, they haven't done anything really special with Braun for like two years. Like, Die. He's, no, he's going to die. Yeah. He's due to die. And like I'm watching this entire episode. I'm thinking of my friend. I'm like, oh, my God, they're going to do it holy shit, he's going to die. The entire time that Dothraki guy is chasing him, I'm like, oh
0: no, he's going to be so sad. I'm going to have to call him and console him. (laughs) And... So th- this scene was incredible for so many reasons, right? Not only, yay, do we finally get the the dragon, which we're definitely going to talk about. But no, we've that's got, the only reason why it was incredible. We've got Tyrion watching this battle scene from afar, right? And we see him having these mixed emotions of, you know, hey, we got to win this battle. We have to kill all these people. But at the same time, rooting for his brother, you know, don't do it, you fool, or don't do it, you idiot, or whatever he calls him. We see him just kind of anguishing over the fact that he is winning. He's very conflicted. Uh, and we see Jamie just throwing caution to the to the wind, and I mean, I really thought we you were going to get Jamie
2: th- wants to die. I, I I think
0: Jamie wants to die. I think Jamie so. Jamie wants to
2: die. As a matter of
1: fact, Jamie is in no way holding
2: anything back at this
1: point. The uh, I was dude he's just it, going at it. He's
0: Riggs, you know.
1: He's,
2: he really he's, is. He's Riggs, right, but that's but that's what Riggs has a death wish. You, I think you think yeah. Jamie has a death wish. A- absolutely, I do.
1: Yeah. Yeah. For sure, he's got. Well, he's got nothing to live for, and he realizes it. And more run towards
2: the mother of dragons with a spear, with her dragon right next to her, and expect yeah, this is gonna go the, okay.
0: By the way, does does no one believe in helmets? Does no one believe in armor for her, like at not, all? Not, like, at not all? when you look at. Not when you're that pretty. <laughs> Listen, she's way too pretty to to be covered up for camera. Okay? This
1: scene had such buildup and 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 such pace, and the pace kept escalating. And <clears throat> I, I like everywhere online. Is well, Jamie can't die. Wait, 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 wait. Well, but Daenerys can't die. What, what I don't understand yeah. <laughs> what's happening in my brain and in heart your head. at
0: the moment. It's there's a great meme that says season one, Jamie Lannister needs to die. Season seven, no, please, not Jamie. Great right. job, writers. Good job. Good right. job. Good job. And it's the same thing. This, too. Everybody, like-
1: these this is the first time we've had two main characters in this kind of proximity, right. Again, though, no one
0: learning the lesson of zigzagging. For the love of God, yes. Can we just start? do one of these?
1: Yeah. How do we not do know a button zigzagging? Hook, a button thing? hook right. Button hook <laughs> right.
0: Anyway, um, so I mean, let's talk about the dragon because we'll get. I mean, I was just happy to see the Dothraki. And I was like, yeah, Dothraki. And I was like, I wonder if they're going to bring. <gasps> oh my God! There's and a finally, seeing the dragon, just just I was I I I, I was at a loss for words. It was jumping around. I was just yelling. I I probably woke up my my children. Don't advise doing that. What were your reactions when you finally see that we're having to drag and breathe fire on a bunch of people?
1: I had I had to like like retract my jaw, like roll my tongue back. You know what I mean? Like
0: I, I like Jim Carrey from The Mask when he's I'm in the
1: sitting camp. there like an idiot. I'm yeah. I'm just I'm speechless. I'm dumbfounded. I'm I'm watching it. Fully to messin. <laughs> yeah, still that's about right. Still, yeah, it hasn't gone away. You should have sought medical attention. Nah, no, I'm just hours.
2: gonna wait. I'm gonna wait it out to the end of the se- season and then go.
1: Walking around telling everybody those are pleats.
2: <laughs> it's the pleats. It's, just, it's, the, it's the illusion. It's the illusion <laughs> on the pants. It's
0: it's like a magic eye. <laughs> okay, so the other thing I, I thought was interesting too was uh so we can we can agree that it was Braun that put Jamie in the lake, right? I think, that that's, no, I think it was Dickon. You think it was Dickon? Really? Yeah, I do. Yeah. Because Why do not- you think it was Dickon? Because he introduced him. Um
1: that and Bron seemed like he was pretty far away. Like he was a little preoccupied. You right. Know, I thought with, he was with, running to him after the whole. No, I don't, I don't fire thing. No, I think he was bailing on his position because the crossbow just got set on fucking fire. Like he was trying to get away from the dragon's attention at that point. I don't, but I don't think <clears throat> like that dragon covered a lot of ground as most dragons do right between setting the crossbow on fire and, and running into Jamie, there was a lot of ground there.
0: The, there was a good image I saw on on Reddit, and it had a how a normal lake works, and it has a stick drawing with a small slope, you know, going down like every normal lake in the world. It was how Jamie Lannister's lake work. and then oof, a huge cliff just <laughs> drop off into nothing because he's got. Splash on the edge of the lake, and now he's sinking. And I thought two things. Number one, oh my god, a whole lot of armor. But number two, huge golden hand. Like, you are you are down, dude. You're going to the bottom of this thing. Hope you brought some scuba gear. Um, I don't think this is the way Jamie goes out. I mean, I wouldn't leave it past him to figure out a way to kill him in a lake somehow. But, I, I mean, how much longer does Jamie Lannister have on the clock? I think he makes it till the end of the series. Yeah, he has to. I think I think he mean, dies killing Cersei. La- last
1: episode that. type thing? Yeah, it has to be, right? I would hope so. The the, the premier episode ended with Jamie Lannister. Right? The things we sure. do for love. Wasn't that the oh, end yeah, of yeah, the yeah, first yeah, episode? Yeah, you're
0: right. Yes, it was. Yes, it was.
1: Right. I mean, the very first episode
0: ended on him. It I don't I don't see it. All right, so uh, this episode again, like we said, this is the shortest episode of Game of Thrones we've had, but I think uh, was okay with I was okay with that because we finally got dragons uh, firing. This and, is and like
1: this is probably my like my top ten episodes.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, for for not only just action and great things happening, but good storytelling. That's yeah, so as well. good and great acting performances that have everyone involved so i was really really stoked about it so what do you guys is there any wild card theories or something that we we missed that uh we need to bring up for for this episode i think i think the sansa
1: aria thing could be a problem i do like i don't know why i think it's going to be so divisive but that's how i feel about it
0: I, i'm really interested to to see Kind of how this is all gonna tie back into what we learned about the first men and the the what is it, the children of the forest or yeah children of the corn, whatever it was.
2: Yes. Uh, Mount, and, how it's gonna,
0: and how it's gonna tie into that storyline and the White Walkers. I I'm really curious to see how that all gets tied in because the White Walkers are all chilling out till all the other plot lines develop. They um, really
1: are. They're really just hanging
0: out. Like I was I mean, sitting on the bench. The next episode, which you have all watched by now, so congratulations for time paradox of recording this. Uh, has a lot to deal with them going to uh, the the north and the wall, right? They're they're going up to uh, Eastwatch, uh, so I mean, we'll definitely see about that. But I'm really curious to learn more about just how all those stories are connected, and I think we're going to learn that through John and and Danny, and we're going to learn it uh, through through Bran. And I'm really curious to see how those those. Things Sarah Cersei's a White Walker. There's your there's your crazy. <laughs> no, <theory>. She's <laughs> just cold and heartless. This she, all she's, she's the, the night totally queen. Different
2: totally different she's just been able to hide it for for all this
0: time there you go crazy theory (laughs) all right well that is that is bad shit
1: crazy Craig (laughs) that's
0: true that is our coverage of the spoils of war Game of Thrones uh, season 7 episode 4 I'm CJ Mellon joined of course by Josh Burns and Brian Thornton and always in spirit by Craig Newcomb thank you so much for listening and we will see you guys next week